Washington Commanders linebacker Deshaun Scooter Harris, and you're watching the Fan View Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Fan View Podcast. Y'all already know what it is. I'm that boy, that boy Fred. G Sports. G Sports back at it. You know, like Coach Hurricane Hen back at it again. You heard the Hurricane School? Nah. <laughs> oh, my God. He taking shots nah. already. See, listen. Nah, listen, nah. I'm the one that normally starts all the mess. Nah, but but, but hit, hit already early. Listen. That's irrelevant, man. <laughs> real talk. Like, ain't Higgins ain't been relevant since 2003. I don't care. You, like, we, I don't care. Don't matter. Okay. We still. Like, we care. took y'all team. Like mm. our team. Katrina took the team. No, we took the rest <laughs> of it. Katrina took like, the team. <laughs> boy, seen they seen the movement, the motion over there in Marrero. Like right, right. Come on down we the street. We ran Marrero for the longest. Listen, got my dude in the building, man. Dejon Scooter Harris, man. Appreciate Been following you since man. high school, bro. <laughs> um. Glad to have you on the Fanview Podcast. Been trying to get you on yeah, for a little child. minute now. Appreciate He's starting child. to mess already. Appreciate you. <laughs> starting to mess already. You know what it is, man. Already in the building. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But, uh, you know, man, we always like to start the podcast all about, you know, you talking about your journey um, from middle school to high school to college. And now, you know, ultimately you're playing for the Washington Commanders, man, and, yeah. and, and you've been elevating every year since you've been in the league. Um, so kind of just talk about that process, man, and kind of, you know, let everybody know, you know, what you went through through your time playing football since middle school? Man, that whole process, bro, it just been crazy, man. But it's been stressful. But I love the whole process, though. That's the whole reason why I feel like I'm still in it. Like, man, just knowing where we come from, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just built for that. Right. No, but I've been having that adversity since since I've been playing ball. And started off on the offensive side, though, and just gravitated to the defensive side as I got older, though. But When you made that switch? High school. Uh... Probably was sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year, I made that switch to a linebacker, though. But that last year, like I said, senior year, I play, uh, had to go back to play quarterback off yep. some injuries, though. But once I made that switch, though, I think that was just that was just like me just picking and choosing if I really, really wanted to like actually do this or if I just really wanted to, you know what I'm saying, just go do it enough to go get my degree right, in right. school, though, and then – Boom, go find like another field or something though. But when I really locked in at that one position, knowing uh, stop playing basketball too though, that's when because like, you, you you had the hoop dreams I had at first. Hoop dreams too though, you know what I'm saying? So like that's when everything really started coming more realistic to me though. And I started start really understanding who I am as a player though. And then boom, like I started seeing my growth. Did it feel more natural for you playing the defensive side of the ball? You probably paid some, you paid some dogs in that. Yeah, it did though. Uh, it didn't it didn't take me as long to catch on. Uh, it really just felt like more of an instinctive thing on the right. defense side of the ball, though. Offense, though, like I said, I grew up playing offense and just watching highlights, you know what I'm saying? you just right. trying to do that, though. But I also was, like, always bigger, sometimes faster than folks. So, like, I was kind of used to all the stuff that was happening on offense. But, like, defense, everything was a shock to me, though. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like, you're really going tackle, like, the, the best athlete on the field, probably right. sometimes the strongest athlete. So, I'm saying, like, that defense... It's more of an instinctive thing, though, so I think that's why I really fell in love with that defense inside the ball. Gotta have that dog. Gotta have that dog and you on that defense. Ooh. Like, it's really a difference when you hit, when you really hit somebody on fourth and one. Like, yeah. you really feel that in your body, like them right. chills. Right. On, like, on offense, like, when you score, it's really, like, just a celebration. But, like, on defense, that's really, like, chills, chills running through your, your body. Like, yeah. 
Like got you feel right. that. Like you, and if somebody like running over you, like you feel that though. Yeah, like you can, I can run over somebody on offense. Like ain't really nothing though, for real, for real. But like, are you getting ran over on defense? Regardless, you feel that though. Ooh. That's a difference though. So I think that's really why I fell inside. Fell in love with that defense side, that ball though. And I mean, like playing quarterback though, it was cool though. But like, I, I ain't really been no true quarterback. Right. right. I always been like a, just a football player. Football player back there, just an athlete back there. So I never really had that. That actual feel, that love, like like the control of an offense. Like right. on defense, I play Mike linebacker, so I feel like I had that control of the defense. Now, I'll ask you this question if you play some offense play the court. We had um, Tulane uh, Rob receiver on here. Yeah. Jaquan um, Jackson. Jackson. He's saying playing quarterback helped him a lot playing receiver because it helped him with understanding like schemes and, you yeah. know, and how the game is played from that position. Did that help you when you talk about playing middle linebacker? Did that help you at all understanding how? I wasn't that type of player. I wasn't that type of player. It helped me not know, but that's not how I played ball. Like, like I just played ball off of instincts, bro, to be honest. Like, Damn. it did help me, wow. though. When I, when I first made the transition to linebacker, it did help me. Like, when I used to go from an Eric, go to quarterback, I have a – I started to learn how to actually read defense with Coach Lamb. Mm-hmm. So right. I kind of understood, like, where I needed to cut. So when I did, boom, go to defense, now I'm in inside drills, now I'm knowing, like – oh, this is what a running back could cut. So that's how I was learning then. Right. And then it slowly progressed through college. Right. But I always, like my college coach told me, I tracked the ball fine. So like that, like just helped me too. Right. But like as I got into the lead though, I actually started learning how to play like that, like dissecting the defense. Like let me see what coverage they in. Like what's the the the, uh, the weaknesses, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or the defenses, like why well, they could attack us. That's when I started learning how to read like that. But back then, I ain't oh, yeah. high, that's not how I played ball though. For real though. And I wish I did though, cause I'd be trying to teach my little brother and teach like the younger cats like that though. Like when you go away to college though, like you see why folks like a step ahead of you though, cause mm-hmm. they had that foundation back in okay. high school. I ain't had that type of foundation back in high school. I was just that type of athlete, but it didn't take me that long to catch on to what you teach me. You feel me? It's not like I was stupid. I just never was taught. Never taught. That's all term- it is. Terminology too. You feel me? That terminology hell, though, for real though. Behind the hell were you able to? When your quarterback went down, you're seeing you, and they move you to quarterback, and you was able to lead your team all the way to a state championship when you was the Mike linebacker. So you was playing quarterback and then switching folks, to defense. Because folks, I ain't played Mike in high school. I played Will. When we started off the season, so who was the Mike? When we started off the season, me and Mike Divinity played. Mike Divinity, outside, Mike, no, me Mike. and Mike Divinity played outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. So he was playing in the boundary. I was playing the field. So I was playing nickel. Really, I was playing nickel, and we had. We had Anthony Hamilton coming up. He was a sophomore. Uh, no, he was a he was a junior. He was a dog, but we had to put him at Mike, and we were trying to find a wheel. And we was rotating the fourth linebacker, and we were trying to hide the fourth linebacker. But we knew <laughs> we knew regardless of the fact, though, you went. We was gonna set the edge, though. You feel me? Yeah. So we were straight, but like, bro, we had played all in the uh, fall camp. We we played with it. They exposed us, and then we went to Destrehan like week two. Son, and they did whatever they wanted. Who was on that Destrehan team? That was when uh, they had uh, no, they had Justin, but he wasn't nothing. They had the receiver John, number nine at slot. I don't know, remember that John. little slot. I don't know his last yeah, name, yeah. but he was a dog yeah, every, bro. at no. slot. I don't think he went nowhere because of Grays. Yeah. But it was a receiver that slot though. They had him and some other players though. But son, like just that was really. I ain't played Mike. I played Mike probably when I went in, the, like in the playoffs, but I wasn't no true Mike until no college, true Mike bro. To college. We just experimented like that. I went from nickel, 
when I did go to the inside, I played well because I had to be opposite of Mike Divinity. Right, right. So right. if I wasn't on the outside, like, okay, we can't have y'all both on the same side. And I, it's crazy. We played Landry Walker that year. Dog, we was... Am I seeing that, you? That's the year when Mike... We was lined up backwards. So that's the game <laughs> where Mike uh, picked off the wheel rope? No, that was Jerry picked up that wheel rope. Three, Jerry's Wallace. Oh, all right, all right. Now, I say to pick up that wheel rope, but, dog, we was lined up completely backwards, bro. And they ain't even know. They, they, if you wanted to throw a check down to the boundary, son, Mike was not in the boundary. He was always lying to the field, and he was always lying to me. When I turned on the film to this day, I'd be like, man, that shit crazy. <laughs> that they did not catch on today. Like, all four of our linebackers to the right side of them, to the field. Wow. But, like, I ain't never played Mike, but I, I did. I ain't played Mike, but I called the defense. Whatever the signal was, like, boom, I'm calling in or whatever. Get in there fast, communicate to them boys. Because I had to get us lined up. And then, like, we had to just stick Mike to one side of the field. Yeah, Mike Divinity just do what was, you do. was the yeah. guy. Because <laughs> we know regardless of the side, he going to take away that side of the field anyways. Correct. So we put you to the boundary. He going to lock up your tight end, your running back, whatever. And then you can't block him from the right. boundary. Right. And the crazy thing is, I think our defense is just so elite because we had our D-line. We had Robert Green and Kerry Starks. And Robert mm -hmm. led. I said Kevin Starks. Kerry yeah. Starks. And then Robert led the state. And they, that year in sacks with, like, 36 or something yeah. like that. That was a hell of a 40. team. Yeah. So, like, it was really like you running away from them boys, and then you got to run to Mike. You right? running away from, from them to run to us. To run to us in the middle. And our secondary was solid. Yeah. Let, so let, like, let me ask you this. Playing in playing ball in Marrero, well, it really in New Orleans, yeah. you know, the South New Orleans, the athletes that you had to face, do you think that help excelled you on the defensive side when you made it to Arkansas? Because, you know, our skill level is mm – -hmm. It's not much we ain't seen. Ain't seen, yeah. And then when you get to the SEC, all you adding is a six foot eight, three hundred pound guy that can move yeah. in front of another six foot eight guy on your side that's kind of blocking. Yeah. Nah, it did help prepare the band from where we at though. Um, but you see that though when you in college, uh just the when you asking guys like where they're from, like the most athletic guys come from like the Florida, yep. Louisiana, some of you know, some parts in Texas and Cali like that, Georgia. Maybe uh, up north in the Pennsylvania or somewhere. It's about Pennsylvania. But you know, it ain't that like we ain't, you know where the guy's at. So it wasn't really no shock to me though, but like it did help and prepare, especially our senior year. I think Coach Mann was involved, was involving us with most seven on sevens. So like we was traveling and stuff to like Georgia, going down to Alabama, playing, uh, I forgot what that little. I think y'all went to Hoover. Hoover. We went out there in Hoover. Like, man, just seeing them guys out there, I was like, man, it's crazy, though. But I, it was helping me with, like, my, my linebacker skills, bro. Like, I was actually checking, like, slot receivers, true slot receivers, mm -hmm. instead of going to Lake Charles, playing the same teams we see, though, and them country boys out there. Right. Like, it was fun playing them country boys because it was all fresh for me. But I'm like, it, like, it wasn't really doing nothing for me, though, because as an overall team, son, we was just dogging them boys. But when we went to Hoover and Georgia, though, I was like, all right, competition picked up. Then we came back here for one more tournament for the Adidas tournament. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, then. it was so competitive though, because like we was all coming from junior year, going into our last year, played each other in playoffs, so we always familiar. Right. So like it was really blood in every school and on every schedule. So when we met up at 707, like everything was serious. So like the competitiveness like picked up and that shit just helped. And I like that's what that confidence that's helped us as a team. Like that's why we went to the dome. That gave us a confidence as a team because we really displayed our talent. Like all of us knew, all right, we could compete with anybody in state now. Right. We played Walker that game and all that. Right. Played right. call twice. We smashed everybody seven on seven. Like right. That's what like helped us take that extra step to get to state. So it ain't, it ain't even matter who went down. 
But I don't really know. Like if I was feeling like if I went down, I don't know if they would have went. <laughs> and Lamb, and Lamb know that though, cause it ain't really, it ain't really about the me as the best player. Like you, like or not, Rasta probably wasn't the best player though. But you know what it takes to get that. Though. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying though. So I don't really know if them boys could have really like gathered and kept everybody. You know what I'm saying together to get to that dome. Right. Seems like he the dream my green of the feel me real talk right. though. Watching you in high school, I always knew you had that dog mentality. Just going back to when you played AAU for Louisiana Heat, you yeah. just had a mindset about yourself. But I remember a lot of college coaches liked you, but some of them was, was talking about your size, your, your measurables. Face. Right? And uh, But you end up signing with Arkansas. Talk about that recruiting process and how frustrating that was with some schools saying, you know, you're a good player, but you're only 5'11", yeah. and your yeah. arm's not long enough, or whatever the case may be, you know, and how you dealt with that. And what made you choose Arkansas? Yeah, I ain't really, to be honest, I ain't really, like, have an understanding for the recruiting process until, like, going into my senior year. So, like, I wasn't really tripping off of the the, the measurements about my size because I ain't really know nothing about it. I was just out there just playing. Right. So, I ain't gonna, like, when I got that first offer, it was from Oregon. So, I was like, okay, this shit, like, this serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, let me start doing That's my research. That's what Chip Kelly was doing? Mm, I think Chip nah, Kelly was there. He was just he was just leaving. He was just like he was gone. He, 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 he was gone. there. He went there. Dude. I had a black Tag, dude there. With Tag, with Tag, 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 Tag was there. Gotcha. Yeah, though, but like that's when I like started like doing my research and having to understand for all that though. But like I never was tripping on it in high school because just of the office I had though, and like I wasn't really like one of those guys who was worried about the office because like son I was a three star so right. yeah I read a rate we had three star right but my office says something different. So I'm like, well, once them offers went through rolling in, though, I'm like, that just kept motivating me to just keep on going. And Lamb used to come in there and tell me, though, like, them boys coming there for Mike. But, like, in my head, though, really, all of us as a group, though, we know, like, Mike bringing in the school, starting off, just mm -hmm. being real. So it's like, okay, we got to get our tape right, put the highlights out there. Yep. So, like, we already knew that. So, like, that's what, that's the type of time we was on. And, like, that just kept going. So Lamb used to be like, them boys come there, we running drills, like, they won't see Mike. Okay, we see Mike, but, like, I'm first in the drill. Like, they want right. to know who that is. But, like, Lamb not telling y'all who that is because y'all ain't come there for two. Right. Uh, ask for Mike. Yeah, ask for Mike. And Michael Smith uh, at Arkansas was the receiver coach, which was the recruiting coach. You know, he mm -hmm. went to Jesuit. And uh, Lamb was like, that's the, you want to know the best guy? Like, that's the best guy, right, like, on my team. So, the boys took a look. They had the defensive coordinator out there, Rob Smith. They had the linebacker coach, Vernon Hargraves. Like all three of them balls were done. We was doing uh inside drill. Smash. That's the perfect drill. Smash on first play, like <laughs> boom, you know what I'm saying? And them balls rocking with me first SEC officer. I'm like, shit, it is what it is. But when I went out there though, it was like me and my homeboy, uh Tyron had went out there our receiver. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, he was like, he was rocking with it too. But I ain't commit though, but we just had like Henri Tolliver, Dwayne Eugene, all them mm -hmm. boys out there. Went to a spring game. I'm like, this crazy, like, cause I was thinking Arkansas is gonna be some country. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Fairville. it was totally different though. Totally different though. So I was like, I right, real love coaching staff, rock with me and them boys just believed in me from day one. And then when I wanted to take my uh, my visits, the head coach had he was tripping. Coach B was tripping, but he was like, just gotta understand it's like you gonna take your visits, like we still speaking to the linebackers and stuff. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, I I never had this experience. Right. Me and right. mom's going, you know what I'm saying, see other schools, going to enjoy the process. I said, hey, I could talk to who you want, but I'm like, I'm still committed, though. Right. So he let me do that, though, and it was no problem. What uh, what other schools you went visiting? 
I went to, I went there, Arkansas, Colorado, uh, Oregon, Bama, TCU. It was smooth. But what was it about Arkansas? You went to every state, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, if Bama, if uh, if Coach Pruitt would have went to Bama earlier, I probably would have flipped though, because Pruitt was at Georgia. Right. Talking to me though. And Jeremy he, Pruitt. Jeremy yeah, Pruitt. Yeah. Jeremy Pruitt. And he couldn't give me. He couldn't give me the the Georgia offer because they took the last offer for an in-state kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And, and we was locked in though. But I ain't gonna say I, I, he would have flipped me to Bama, but like. I don't know. That probably would have been the only like, right. That was yeah. the only guy who could have like made a push for Arkansas. But like Arkansas was different, bro. Like, you know, nobody should love like Arkansas. Right. That's a different type of university. And it's like when I, you go there, it's not in the middle of nowhere though, but it's on the small town though. You right. feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just different though. So you don't regret? So now nah, I don't regret going yeah. there though at all though. I regret my last two years. I wish I would have transferred. Right. 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 But like, <laughs> I always say that though, but I was like, nah, I stick that shit out though. Like I couldn't, I ain't about to win somewhere out of conference, so I ain't got to play Arkansas. Like that's the type of love like I got with it. You did, yeah. left the SEC. You know what I'm saying I'd have left the SEC altogether. Like yeah. I don't even want to see think, them. Not, you say when you say leave, like you think about transfer the last two years. What made you get to that kind of decision of wanting to just leave to the leave SEC? Because because we had the coaching change, so we had that coaching change and. My junior year, I had a good year. I That's wanted when you to, led the SEC in yeah, titles. like I, I wanted to come out though, but I had broke my foot. I had found out I had broke my foot, but I had been broken though, so I like been playing with it on a broke foot. And I'm like, I need to get this redone. Like I just had an amazing season. Like who knows the type of season I have coming back? Right. But that kind of backfired. You know what I mean? What I'm saying because I didn't really shake back to the next season. Like I ain't have no off season training because I was in recovery mode still. Couldn't really run, and I was getting in shape as I was playing. That's so crazy. that was like a ass season for me, like. But I just wish I left just overall, cause that was a crazy experience with that coach there. Them last two years, like, and when I was trying to like find answers and like get help, it was like some was kind of like pushing me off, like not trying to help. So it's like, he, he's not even him, it's just like some staff members too, though. Like you know, what I mean, you dig down deep, like bro, mm-hmm. we go four and twenty in them two years, like mm-hmm. you trying to see what's up, but they really just feel like them boys was in there, knowing like they had a set job <clears> for themselves. And like it was, they was pushing some of us out, and then riding away with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Like it is what it is. But you see how it panned out in life for everybody that was there. Though. Yeah. You feel me? Like everybody that was that was struggling, and really successful right now, just being real. And some of the boys who was, was Greg doing. Up there when you were up there? Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah Andrew, I, I, re- Andrew, I got Greg Andrew. and Jordan them up there. You know what I'm saying? With that staff though, like dudes could have went anywhere they wanted to, and, for and real? I get that with y'all, and y'all put them dudes through that. And I'm like, I, I feel bad because my last shit, it was out there just throwing in that fire. Yeah. And like, I yep. was cool with throwing them in that fire though, because I tell them both, like, just listen to me. If I just tell you something, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, as the season go on, it's like, it don't even matter that they was getting reps early because they're not getting better because y'all ain't nobody not actually coaching them. They weren't getting no actual growth out there. And you know, like, bro, once your confidence start dropping, it's over with for it's you. It's over with for you. Yep. It don't matter what you say, how much <clears throat> film you watch, once your confidence drops, it's over with for you and you're a young player. So you got the fans, your confidence drop, you playing bad because your, your coach suck, really. Right, like, right. You don't come back from that. But like, you it's salute, a domino effect. Salute them boys because they stuck it through that for a whole nother year. And they still was playing good ball before they transferred. Mm-hmm, like, right. that's crazy. Like, that's why I tell them, like, they did all that, stuck it out, played good ball, and did transfer it. Like, most guys have been, like, been fell off. I've been transferred, <clears throat> like, anything, just any little excuse. Like them boys, like it I graduated, like so that's a that's a big accomplishment. Yeah, no doubt. Because it's really a lot though too you going through in the SEC. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm proud of them boys though. 
so going through what you went through, especially that junior, the year that you wanted to come out and you're like, all right, broken foot, want to come back and rehab it. Then not having a year that you wanted to, and then especially by being senior, yeah. and then the draft comes around, and then you don't hear your name, yeah. and all that stuff. Talk about that process, because you know, like G mentors a lot of guys. I coach a lot of guys that didn't that then went through the process, and this part of the process never gets told. They just, they just like when you make it. So I'm when you started when you especially this year when you started like just getting a whole bunch of reps with the commanders playing times like well you know he's an undrafted guy but they just talk about that right and like they glorify it but they don't mm-hmm. talk about the mental that you went through yeah. how successful you was in the SEC you let the damn the, the best conference yeah you, you let NFL Junior that's what I, that's what I call it is NFL Junior yeah. you let them in tackles uh, look at the backs that yeah. he had to tackle. You know that you that you went against, and this kid went undrafted. Now that we know, now we know it was because of broken foot and stuff. You come back, you didn't have the year that you wanted to have, and to go through all that process, and now look at it. Like talk about that part of your journey. Yeah, now that was mentally frustrating. You feel me? It was beating me up already that whole year. Mm-hmm. Then the season I was having seen, yeah, like I'm mentally having mental breakdowns with the family though. But it's like just. That was just adding on, just adding on, and I felt like I'm kind of happy I went through that little breakdown early because, mm-hmm. like, in the league, though, it kind of just helped me prepare. Now that's why I'm saying I'm sticking it out, though. I feel like it ain't really nothing else that could break me down in the league, though, and as a mental point, too, because I've been through it in college, though. Yep. Like, I felt like I done went through the worst part. I ain't hear my name called, but I'm in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like I, like, I was worrying about that part, too, and hurt, too, but it, at the time, though, it was like instead of me just chilling, trying to finish grinding it out with my foot, just re- uh, recovering, and then trying to find a way to just play my best ball. And then, like, that take care of itself. You know, it's easier than said and done. You know, don't worry about that. That'll take care of itself. But, but that was a mental that was a mental breakdown for me my whole senior year, just learning about that. And then, boom, when I get to that process and I don't have a name called, like, yeah, it just... Disappointed. Disappointed. But it's like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know if it was just disappointing that I didn't have my name called or just, like... You feel like you let your family down? Embarrassing, like, just because I didn't know. But I'm like, I was just just happy when that whole process was over with, though. Because, like, now I was just focusing on, like, how can I keep my foot in the dough? Yeah. But you know how you keep your foot in the dough. You just keep improving on your game. The the best ball I could keep this playing, you know what I'm saying, keep growing as a player, that's the longest I'm going to stay in the building. Right. But, like, too, you just got to know the the NFL, the business side of the thing, too, though. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be going in there, stuck up in your ways. Like, bro, you got to really be a professional. And I feel like that's that's what like slow guys down like us from especially from no from New Orleans. Yeah. We stuck in our own ways though. Our own ways. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you gotta really know how to become a professional, bro. And that's what it is. Like especially while you in it, like anybody's willing to help you. Not just because like you the NFL title behind your name though, but like that's just how the business is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like while you in it though, get as much help as you could, like run your resources up, your money up as fast as you could, or as long as you could, because like when you out is that to get that help from them type of guys is not gonna be as easy right. as it is now though. So right. that's all it really is with me right now, bro. Like that's why I'm at with it in the process. Like I'm just really enjoying the process. Like I understand how the league is now though. So that's why I feel like my lad like this year was I felt like it was a bigger step. 
then from my rookie year to my first to my second year type shit. Like no this doubt. was my best year. So like this year coming up though, like I'm really ready though. Like mentally, physically, like I have a way I have a way better understanding from my first day of the off season to like the last day of the season whenever it's gonna end. Because I'm I got really like I'm really process. in it. Like I'm deep in it like right now. So mm-hmm. like I feel good about it though. I'm really excited about it though. But that was a uh, that was a rough process though to start it off though. Like what like did you like did you did you have somebody to talk to? Like did you like yeah. did you like have to like uh kinda like zen it out? Uh nah, you know like nah, when I uh I mean I talked to uh my brother in law was my linebacker coach at Every. But like I always know him because him and my god sister been talking since middle school. Right. So I grew up with him. So I could just like chop it up with him. Uh when I was in Green Bay, I talked to this sports psychologist over there. I still could like call and chop him out too when I'm in. And a lot of athletes not doing that, bro. You feel me? They're not about to say that. They're not doing that. And that's why I wanted to ask the question. I'm talking to that sports psychologist because it's like a lot of things. Like my family come to the games though too. I I get to my family, especially like closer games. They get that though. But like most of the time, bro, you on your own out there. I got I got my homeboy from college. I'm saying that play safety for us in Washington. But like I ain't really chopping up with him. He just right. like family to be around. Right. But like they ain't your real actual, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, family yeah. like that. So you really feel that like, though. Like I'm gone for months. So it's like I gotta talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Them, them times, them little small dark times, people passing and stuff like them little dark times hit you mentally. Right. And, but it's like boom, like I can't stay in them little dark moments. Though. I gotta find my way to get up out there, go do something, keep myself busy, right. keep my mind off of that <laughs> stuff though, especially away from social media though. Yeah. Like, I'm just using all my resources, yeah. like uh, the student development people, trying to get you to do something in the community with them or something like that. Like I was active in Green Bay a lot with all that though. I'm not really active that much in Washington with it though, but I'm like had to figure my way out like about who to go talk to and stuff mm-hmm. and see like how I could go about because it's really different from how uh, Green Bay was doing their stuff in the community though. Mm. But yeah, them resources that sports psychologists like, so that's helpful for sure. That's helpful. I, I, I remember when me and you was texting. Uh, during the preseason, well, really training camp, yeah. going into the preseason, I was like, man, how you think you're doing? You was like, I'm doing my thing, but it's like, it's about getting the reps. Because yeah. in training camp and preseason, you don't get the reps to really showcase what you could do. Yeah. And um, I got a couple of dudes that I'm mentoring right now that have a possibility to get drafted, but they might not get in drafted. And I've been kind of just mentoring them and talking to them about, look, you know, when you get in training camp, you might not get 10 reps, you might only get three. And you got to make the most of those reps. Thanks. Talk about that, man, and, and how <clears throat> when you get an opportunity in the league, you got to make the most of it. You got to make the most of it, though, because it's, I mean, they always say everybody opportunity different, and it is, though, <clears throat> but it's just like understand the situation you in. Like, if you a guy coming in, in the spot to where they need to feel fast, mm-hmm. saying your opportunities you can't, it's really limited because you can't mess up. Right. Because they need somebody in that spot. But if it's just something like a guy that's coming in and they're looking to add depth, then they might not, you know, they might relax on you. They're not right. going to trip on you. They're going to let you grow. But like when you're in the league, bro, it's only two or three mistakes that you can make. Mm-hmm. And like some mistakes, like it just can't be no simple, crazy mistakes. Like mess up on something hard. Because like sometimes, I'm like I just caught on to how, how the uh, practice is scripted. Like, bro, the coaches know you only getting two reps. Right. So, like, he probably, to him, on the script out of the plays that's called, he probably putting you on the, the two easiest plays that mm-hmm. day that's called. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, like, I got that understanding, too. So, that's where I'm like, I got to take advantage of this. Yeah. Because them might be the two easiest calls, and I'm blowing them two easiest calls. So, you think I'm going to get some more reps on the next, probably the, the, the second easiest call? Like, right. Like, he damn sure ain't giving me the hardest call. Right. <clears throat> and then, like, as like I was saying, so when I was going through that, 
I wasn't getting the reps and OTAs, though I was just going back to like how I was blowing a couple of them calls in that little package. So in fall camp, like when we started off, I wasn't in there. Right. So I'm like, damn, you ain't gonna give me no reps. Like I, I know my stuff now. I have an understanding for it now. So like as they gave it to me, they seen it like I got caught up on it. But it's like I had blew it, and now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, that was some of the easiest calls in our packages that I was messing up. Of course I'm not about to get that again. And like I'm a low rep guy. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm a low rep guy. Right. Talk. Right. Right. Like, right. <laughs> we ain't camp too. Like we got three to four rickets too. Yeah. Right. We gonna they they had them in the like they was blowing it worse than me. But they rickets. Right. Yeah. And right. Been, they probably been drafted. And undrafted too though. And then we ain't draft no rookie. Right. They was undrafted too, but they was letting them blow it. I'm like, damn, why they why they just let me go out there and do it? But it's like I, I had my chance. Yeah. We ain't OTAs. And like this was year three for me too. So you just gotta have an understanding, like understand all of that. How nerve-wracking is it leading up to that the final deal of cuts when you find it, when you gonna know if you made the final? Made the oh <laughs> man, I ain't gonna see with the Patriots though. Just excuse me, just that year with COVID, we all got released and brought back. Mm -hmm. They were trying to release us the Ricky Clash, so that happened early. But like with uh, the Packers, they released me. I think they released me early in the morning. But well, they called me to come in, but they didn't release me till like three or four p.m., which was crazy because I ain't even then I what they know what's going on. Right. So I was like, I right, damn, I wanted to be in Green Bay. Yeah. But them boys were like, boom, I was done. So I was like, I right, bet. But like Washington, I was like nervous, bro, because I I was like, dang, I'm sitting there all day waiting on the call. Yeah. I'm I'm getting text messages like, man, it's about to be the call. I'm being cut twice already. Right now I'm, I'm really waiting to get cut again. Right. <laughs> I started like waiting on the phone call and it wasn't coming. And I'm like, I've been cut as the 52 guy before. So I'm I'm really like was nervous. Like yeah. wow. So yeah. I'm like, I bet. So Boone Washington ain't never had called. So I'm like, when I made that roster, I was like, that was crazy. Yeah. I still knew something was up. Like yeah. I ain't believe it though. Yeah. <laughs> like for yeah. really, something was up though. I had they had to make another business decision. It was like, uh, I was I had a I had a good enough to camp to make the initial 53 coming out, but we needed depth at cornerback. And the two guys that we had that was vets, they liked them, but they undersized that cornerback, I guess. So we did, we went added some younger bucks or whatever. And so them guys did what they did, but I think they gone. So we added some younger guys to the roster. So I made the initial 53, got that little accolade or whatever, then got cut the next day. Like, <laughs> got cut the next day, boom. Boom, they bring me back, though. It was like if I clear waivers, they'll bring me back on practice squad or whatever. So they brought me back on practice squad for like four more weeks. Oh, the next three games, like the first three games, and then boom, I like, gave add me back to the roster after that. So I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I understand the business. You understand though. the business. Like in side order, to, now. like if I feel some type of way, in order to get out that process, bro, is to perform and get like get up on the other roster to like a second string spot. But like in order to that, long as I'm like in the back end, right. so like you ain't, I ain't getting no real reps, bro. No real reps in like on defense. So I'm playing special teams. So like I'm always gonna normally be in that battle in that fight. And I think that the biggest difference now with the NFL. I yeah. think back in 2000, probably 2012, I believe, there was like only eight practice squad guys. Yeah. Right. You know, and so now. And they got the vet practice squad, too. Yeah. They got the vet practice squad. Now. They got a vet practice squad. And then they, now you can sign up to maybe Which is good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Squad. So kids yeah, more vet, opportunity. They get more people out. They're helping the vets out, too, though, yeah. man. They're taking the wear and tear off their bodies. And then it's just like some of them boys who be on the back end of their career who just need like a year or two. 
Like they they'll just sign them boys to the practice squad, like show love to them boys, so where they could get their the rest of their money and stuff mm-hmm. in the back end. So mm-hmm. man, that is a big that is a big help for them. I know per- men- mentorships too. Yeah, they yeah. pages and stuff like that. I know Percy Butler who went to UL. Me and him real cool. He he was talking about how he was gonna go to Washington and just be the best special teams guy in the league. Yeah. And if that's how he had to make his mark, that's what he was gonna do. Talk about playing special teams. In the NFL right. and like how you really could <laughs> make a staple of being a, a good special teams guy. It's all a mental thing, bro. Like special teams all mental. Like you gotta really wake up and then just decide if you really wanna do this that day yeah. or not. Cause like this real deal growing men just running at you all day. <laughs> right. You just right. gotta prepare for if you wanna brace up for that, then that pain or not. Like that other than that though, that's really all it is though, bro. Cause everybody fast, everybody strong out there, but you really gotta it's technical. You gotta be technique sound on special teams. That's all it is, though. And it's that that mindset just add the the cream on the top, though, to the whole situation, though. But Percy, though, he's straight, though, man. He bought into the special teams coach. Uh, I think he um became the player the special teams coach wanted him to be. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, the man four three, so he like you right. gotta use your speed, though, and you're an aggressive young kid, though. So like he became successful in playing his role, though. Right. I think he was like a gunner. He was a gunner for sure, yeah, though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, him him and another rookie that we drafted, though, like them boys, 4'3", four, 4'4". Four, four, four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good-sized good, good size kids. They long and stuff, so and they physical. So, like, them boys was doing good at the gunner spots, jamming and releasing, going to make plays. But, like, on special teams, bro, that's all it is, though. My bad. You just got to buy in. You just got to buy into it, man. Because, cause like, you... You can't just, like I said, you can't just get up in something like you could just put off and just try to do. Yeah. And especially when you're playing defense, too, because, like, you get exposed on special teams. Yeah. And, like, that's an important part of the game. Race is McMahon. talked about it, too, because, like, he made his name. But on you special get teams respect. With the you get respect on real special teams. Like, offensive linemen, like, they everybody, that's something you respect, though. Right. Like, you going down there, you blocking something. You, we might put a running back on the defensive end. Like, it's them type of situation. Yeah. We got a 5'8 running back, Jared Patterson. Like he'd be out there. This man could be like been a situation blocking Chase Young sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just just a, just an example, like an him example. going against DNs. Right. But he and Punt Pro got to hold up. And sometimes you know that, like, and it's like dog game on the line. Like dog, you might be in this situation, but it's like we ain't got nobody to put out there. You the guy. So like, drop your nuts and do what you do. Like we get paid to do this. Like you've been in this situation at some point in your career. But like that's just what it is, though, bro. And the faster you could come in on special teams, bro. And have an understanding for it within whatever that that team want, how they play special mm-hmm. teams. The faster you can come in there, buy into that process, bro, and make plays, you good. You good. You and you good in the organization. Like right. once you good in the organization, you good, man. Like they respect them type of players. A lot of dudes that play in college right now, I'll be talking to them about if you, if you make it to the league and you have to play special teams, how you gonna react to that? Man, I ain't playing special teams. I'm well, like, they don't want to hear that. And I'll be telling them, I'll be like, dog, listen, when you get to the league, like, ah, you know, you're but you you're just even, another dude. But college ain't even, bro, special teams taught a whole different way. Yeah. Whole different way really? in the league. Man, what? Yeah. Special teams taught a whole different, bro. You know, most kids, most people don't even play kick return in college. Right. Right. Most right. people don't play kick return in That's college, right. bro. That's a great point. And, right. and bro, That's you, a great point. like, we having Percy front line. Right. Bro, you be a DB front line, bro. You five nine. You right. you won't be two hundred if you want to, and you running you running you lining up with people who be six four two eighty. Yeah, yeah. running four 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 fives, and yeah. you turn around take on blocks like that's all that young. That's not taught in college. Right, right. That's not taught in college. Like the stance in college is like this in punt. Yeah. We straight leg like this kickbacks kick slide like that's a big difference. That was hard when I first got to the league. It's, and if you go to the Patriots, it's the opposite foot. Yeah. That's the hardest way. 
Damn. I know. That and was see, so crazy. that's the small crazy, details man. you don't even think that, about. You don't, they don't even teach you about all that, though. Like, but when you get to the league, that's what our special team coach told person. I mean, it's like, guys come in thinking they're not going to play teams, but, like, you thrown straight to teams, bro. I tell everybody, man. You at the bottom of the depth chart. It don't matter if you was drafted. You thrown to teams because they want to see what type of character, like, if you're going to pout. Yep. And yeah. be mad yep. and, and you know what I'm saying be, Have like B type move And complaining yep. about Playing teams like, You gonna stick it out And go make plays Cause at 9 times out of 10 If you drafted or not If they throw you on teams Even as a returner That's the first time You gonna touch the ball And probably your only time yep. You really gonna touch the ball Yep. And you got that one chance You got that one chance Don't blow it though. Yeah, I'm telling you it. I done seen plenty of people bro When we was even from Ricky at Green Bay Man a couple guys At the linebacker They get out there They make a play Undrafted and, like, people in the organization, like, oh, yeah, like, they can play here. You know, I got to see that first eye. So, like, yeah, like, I go back and tell guys, like, it's not that hard, bro. You just got to buy in and get up out your ways. Let me, let me ask you this. From the free agent part, like, you know, not getting drafted and get the pick. Yeah. With, with, you know, kind of like, you know, recruit, re-recruiting all over again. Yeah. Are you looking at, when, when you was looking for an opportunity, are you looking at, Opportunity, franchise, or culture? Like, or money? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so like, like, with, nah, I, 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 I put money and opportunity in the same thing. Cause yeah. Like, if they, if they low in that, if they need depth in that number, like, if you might, you might not get, you might not yeah. get much. But if it's a position of need, but they yeah. don't want to hit the vets, right? Then you gonna, they gonna, they gonna, they gonna bump you up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, when I was coming out, I think the Patriots, Jaguars. Green Bay and like Detroit or something was the only one throwing bread at me though. Know, but the Jaguars threw one thirty and the Patriots had threw like one seventy. Right. But see, my agent had knew a couple of people up there with the Patriots. Like I already was I was talking to OJ May like I mean Gerard Mayo. Well, man, yeah. So I was talking to Mayo and stuff. Linebacker and linebacker coach, yeah. So it was just like they everybody already was telling me, even when it was coming visit, like, bro, like Patriots like you. Like, you fit in, but, like, I ain't going to lie. I always was saying, like, I'm not going to the Patriots. Right. Like, not right. first. Like, I'm not going to the Patriots, man. Shit, money, money, talk. Yeah. Like, I seen that 170 where they guaranteed a signing bonus. So that was my first fact then. And it was just, like, going back to my meetings with Mayo. Like, how I was just going through their defense. So I was just feeling good about it at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I feel like I could be impactful in that defense. But, like, when I got up, that was a different story. I just felt like I wasn't big enough for that defense. Doing just in the way they was using their linebackers. Mm, like it the just scheme, felt like fit the you. I'm like, I felt like it was too much close to the ball. Like you had to be six, two, six, three plus six fifty. Right. I mean, two fifty, like yeah, it's nah. that three four. Yeah, it's like yeah, you feel me? Like so I felt like I ain't really fit. That's not the reason why I left, but when I left after my first year and I understood, I was like, dang, I kinda wish I stayed there. Right. And grinded right. out that first year though, because it would have been different. I sure would have played that for sure. Because yeah. in camp though, I was getting some reps and I just had to Lock in all the way, but I was getting reps. Like I probably was one of the best coverbackers over there. And you and Jerome Mill, y'all formed a good relationship. We, got, we got formed a good relationship, and they had a good group of linebackers over there, though. So it was just like everything them boys taught me. Like once I left, went through that first year, that process, it was just like I have an understanding. And like I be trying to tell folks when you're rookie year, whenever you start at though, like that's your foundation, like that's your real family, like that's real genuine love. Mm-hmm. Like because they bringing you in, they want to see like they giving you chances. chances. Like when I left and went to Green Bay, like they wanted me to coming out, but it just wasn't the same how it was with the Patriots. It wasn't though, your you first opportunity. When my first opportunity. So the Patriots really do things a different way than everybody. Oh yeah, it's a Is whole different type of Patriot way though. For, like that first, them first workouts, like everybody was done. 
Like, it's just that real. Like, man, it's crazy over there. They do everything different. Meetings was intense. Like, it's just different, You bro. said the meetings was intense? Meetings intense. Like, bro, walkthroughs. Like, bro, that felt like a game. <laughs> for like a game of, playing, bro. Like real talk Then I'm new You was new to all that Like it just and the, That's the his feeling. side of the ball And it's just like That's right. just like That's just how they run things over there Like you just gotta You tense up Like you just gotta make sure You feel like you gotta Be on your P's and Q's With everything bro Like that's just how it is over there but That's how it make you feel Wow I wanna go back to What happened to your teammate Brian Robinson The running back yeah. For Washington man You know he got shot he got shot Oh, I know that was a devastating time for you, for you guys. You know, throughout when that happened during the season. Yeah. And then you guys, you know, y'all was advocating um, against gun violence, and y'all got the customized cleats and things like that. And that was a big thing. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know you was a part of that. Uh, talk about that that situation, man, and 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 how that affected you, and um, you know, growing up in New Orleans, seeing what you've seen and experienced, um, how important it is to be an advocate. Um, against gun violence, it is it's really important, especially what's going on right now in, on the West Bank itself, though. And that's it's always gonna hit home, though, like we say, because we go through it, we raise it, too. right? And right. the sad thing it is, it's just like we when we say we raised in it, we really raised up in it, though, right? Because it, it happened on every corner in the neighborhood, oh, and dope. people really don't understand that just, outside just, of just, New just Orleans. Days. Like they'd be like, oh, it's just like that's just like Chirac, like Chicago or something. Like, no, no it's not. like these like, these young bucks really out here on every corner getting cute. But it don't matter what time of the day. And we way so, and smaller. We way smaller, though. And it's like, you know that kid. Right. Like, you don't know that <laughs> know kid. You've seen that kid. Seen You've that seen them on social media. Like, and then, like, when you see them, bro, and they die, it really feel like that's your family member. Because right. it just go crazy. Like, they dying at a young age. And it's like, damn, I just seen them on I just seen such and such, such somewhere, such. bro. Oh, you just seen that dude last week. Like, that's just, and it's at like, a corner, you went to a corner store. When so you, you that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I try to stay on social media so much because it's just like, when you're on now, you just saying, Another kid, another kid, another kid just dropping like flies. Yeah. And that's sad, though. So trying to be an advocate for that, though, is just important, bro. Because somebody got to do it. Yeah. And, like, they believe it or not, though, like, they don't got to come out and say it, though. But, like, they they feel that, though. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? They understand that. They're, some people are DMing me, though. Like, they, they see it going across. They see it going across all uh, their social media and stuff like that, though. And they'll, they'll send it to me, though, and tell me a few things about it, though. But, like, sometimes I ain't going to respond, though. But I really... Sometimes I don't respond. I can't respond, though. Right. I don't even be right. going. Majority of them, though. But, like, I be appreciating that, though. Because mm -hmm. it really for y'all, though. Like, man, we make it, though. We don't want to see y'all, you know what I'm saying, dying at an early age. I might not know y'all, though. But, like, that ain't cool in general, though. Like, I mean, we went through that, too, though. We so happened to make it out. Right. Like, we ain't just give up so easy. Like, just give our life to the streets like that. Everybody right. went through that, though. And, it, and like, you could have easily went the wrong way. easily went the wrong way, though. But at the same time, too, though, you just got to be, somebody got to go start the trend. Somebody got to go set it, though, and, like, got to take risks, bro. I agree with that. So, when, it, so when that happened with, with your teammate, Brian Robinson, man, how was that going that to was practice? Crazy. And, 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 that was just crazy. That hit so home, like, just to go through something like we in the league, bro. And, like, boom, that just happened to our teammate. Like, that's something that happened when we at home. We growing right. up, something like your homeboy go through that. But, like I say, he, he familiar with stuff like that, too, though, and it's sad for him to just go through it. Especially when he had to, whatever he had to overcome to get to where he gets to. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, man, that was crazy to, to see that news break on social media first, too. Yep. But you know what I'm saying? We so, was there for So him. that's how, like, so. Someone seen it on social media first so before we even know. knew. Nah, we knew the next day. We knew later on that night, though. But, like, when it happened, like, majority of us was, like, sending it to each other on social media, though. 
when he, he had probably got shot two, three hours before, majority of us found out already at the hospital already. Mm. So, yeah. like, that's crazy, though. But that boy stuck that out, though. He a soldier. He stuck it out, though. Kept fighting up. But everybody was deaf on him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's strong, though. He a strong little dude, though. He's from Bama, though. But he a strong little dude. Yeah. After he and got, then he came back and played. I'm about to say, but after he, he, got, he wasn't, he wasn't, he ain't sit down that long. After he got shot, like, a couple of days, he was back on the crutches, though, in the facilities, though. Like, that's just the type of guy Brian Robinson is, though. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. He's strong, yeah. bro. I had liked your customized cleats too. I'm strong though. Yeah, nah, and the people though, that was a good company. They made that. Yeah. Like I said, though, I ain't even, uh, I asked for some pictures though, because I ain't even know though, but I like the way he freestyled in though. Yo, yo. I ain't gonna lie. Yo. So, I'm just, 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 just thinking about your story and thinking about what you said um, thus far in the podcast. Going through the coaching change and the culture change right. that Arkansas put you through. And how it put you in a bad mental state. Then, when you fast forward to where, yeah, you had the you like Washington had some stuff going on. Yeah, time. you had you had you had the teammate first. Yeah, well, you had the you. Well, we had stuff going on. Since, we had stuff going on since yeah, last season, like for real. Yeah, yeah. when your I first owner, got the your owner had like stuff hovered, like you he know, got just ho hovering he got over. Like it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't. It was always hush hush. He a good it's old boy. It's going. Gone, it's, it's not going. Not him. Anybody yeah. but him. And then like, it came down like, yeah, him. Right. Then had to change the name of the team. Yeah, yeah. Then then you know your teammate and all that stuff. Talk about that. Like mental space. Like 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 how did it, like man who gonna be signing my check? What's what what team I'm gonna be? What so I'm not a redskin no more. I'm a command. What the hell is a command? Like you know, <laughs> they you know, like just. Nah, yeah. they ain't got nothing to do with me, though. Anything I saw there, they got nothing to do with me. <laughs> right, Real right. talk, though. Like, because, I mean, once my contract was, I, I was on two, three years at once. So it's like, I was good. Whatever happened, as long as they don't hit me up directly saying they releasing me, I'm straight. Right. <laughs> Whatever right. they got going on, that's right. all. That's all on right. them, though. But I can say overall, as a team, though, uh, Coach Rubber, though, did a good job, though, man, just building a different type of culture, though. He got, I feel like we got the right group of guys in there in the building, though. Uh, whatever his vision is, though. Uh, each week, though, man, we see it straight in on each side of the ball and go get it done. That's the way we practice, though. That's the way we play, though. Uh, we adding pieces that we feel like we need, though. But, you know, it takes time, man. Mm -hmm. So we on that last step with the quarterbacks and got the new all the OC, though. But I feel like we in the right direction. Like, we good. Y'all got one of the – I think that was, like, one of the biggest non-player yeah, non, non moves. Yeah. That 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 y'all made. Yeah, I, I feel like it's gonna be a good move for us because we got like I said on the offensive side, bro. We each position run we got weapons from the tight ends to the running backs, tight end to the whole receiver receiver. room. We got about six receivers. I about said you like, got Dotson. We got, got six receivers, bro. You got McLaurin and Dotson. We got Dotson. We got Curtis. We got uh. Curtis Sam. We got Cam Sam. We got Deami Brown number two. Like we got all type of receivers. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Tight ends. We got three. Logan Thomas can't stay healthy. Yeah, man. He never. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody who wasn't healthy, they're gonna be healthy now because right. we 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 was in that process of trying to make the playoffs. Like right. we, mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying. We needed everybody. In. Right. You know what I'm saying. So like, guys, guys wasn't rushing back though. But guys, I felt like guys just wasn't healthy. Now talk about your defense though. Man. Let's talk about this D line because a lot of people don't think y'all D line is we one of turn. the best in the game. But we talk about Chase Young. We talk about you know Deron Payne, Deron Payne, Payne who got the Ryan. franchise tag. Chase Deron, My, yeah, uh, you know JA and JA. Uh, and I mean, you know. Sweat. I mean, I mean, yeah, just like a Jonathan Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah John Jay and Allen. Allen. Yep. I mean, Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat out of, out of Mississippi State. I mean, yeah. 
We talk about some SEC guys first, over here. All first rounders. Yeah, all Yo, first that's rounders. That's the best in the league, bro. When they held that's the best in the league. Even if oh! they held that's the best in the league. Especially them two up in the middle. Oh, them two in the middle monsters. Yeah, you ain't causing they cause the most disruption out in the league. They the best they're, they're the, the best two. They're, they're the, the best, best two. two. They the best two. They the best two. Money, Why? Money talk. Why? Allen, Allen they always and, Allen been and Payne. the best. They've been, they've been, they've been dominating. Yeah, they've been dominating. Ever since we, everybody watched them since Bama though. Yeah, yeah. they just yeah. different. Yeah. They just exactly. different though. And it's the it's the way they play off each other though. Payton you know I mean? and Allen. They cover each other when yeah. the way they play yeah. though. Then when you think about it, you think about you gotta watch the way they play. That whole group though. That's why that group. That's why that group dominant. And you could watch the second strange that come in on the defense end. We got uh, Casey 95, Jane Smith on 96. Like, some of them guys, we mixing it to the start and line up like, they that good, though. Like, you don't know who on the field. Like, we really could rotate two plays in. Uh, some guys get a, a play, thing. and that's a big thing to keep guys fresh. fresh. Yep. And, but they have to understand like that in that D-line group. Like, they, you know, D-line work together, though. But they all have that type of understanding like that. You got to keep each other fresh. Put it together. And they hold each other accountable, too, though. That's why I feel like them boys dominate like that, though. Because they hold each other accountable. All in the off season, bro. It, and money don't really talk, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to accountability with them, bro. Right. Yeah, right. Everybody on one level, you feel me? Like they talk to each other like man to man. Right. Ain't no, ain't <laughs> right. no real sugarcoating it for what though? Yeah. Because they Why? always like y'all offers round is like what we sugarcoating it for though. Right. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? You you on, if, you don't, if you don't correct it though, it's just gonna keep me in worse. And like we in the league and we trying to really get to that championship. And like I feel like as a group, like I say, when you got a group like that. You know, as time gonna run out, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. y'all together. Because most of y'all get paid though, and most guys getting old too though. So you gotta gotta make it happen while you could though. But I feel like we on that right path though. No, before 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 I know we get ready to like to close it down and stuff. But I just I just really I gotta ask this question because, and I know I was just clowning with you before the show and all the stuff. <laughs> but it's, it's it's all love. Can't nobody hey can't nobody else from Marrero just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 you know, just talk about that, about that, but talk about getting out of Marrero. Just like and not having to come back, yeah. Not having, not getting pulled back. Right. It, me personally, me just, just like you know, yeah. Prop that LSU went to Alcorn. Ain't Fred to tell you, I ain't come back to Marrero because like it was like you were saying, it was like. And social media wasn't as big as it was back then. You know what? Facebook came out like, what, 05 or something? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, 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 you know what I'm saying? We were sophomores, juniors in high school. So it wasn't like, man, trying to come back. And it was like, but every time I come back, it was like, man, you know, man, you remember um, um, Jew, huh? He got killed. Man, that, man, y'all, man, he got, man, you know, you know, this one locked mm-hmm. up again. You know, this, like your whole clique is like, man, yeah. man, we were 15 strong in the back aims. Now it's just five of us, yeah. Like from little kids to not, like, yeah. like, like, and and it's easy to get pulled back in, you know, when you come back. But just the having the discipline and knowing, look, it's something big. I will always love Marrero, but it's, as far as me and and what's best for for my myself and my situation, I gotta get away, yeah, I get away. and I gotta stay away. How how does Scooter Harris? Stay away from a railroad and not let it pull him back in. You gotta have that discipline, like you say though. But I mean, all my homeboys though, I grew up with though. Majority of us, it's either you went away from. We all went away from school though. So like, boom, I stuck it out. So I'm doing my thing. 
Most of them boys need to move away with their families or, like, got jobs somewhere. If they is down here, like, you working. So, like, when I come, I do come back home, I come home to nothing, so I don't like coming home anyway. So that's a good thing right, for me. Right. I come see my family and I leave. And I don't really have nothing to come in. I check in with my homeboys, cause, but they working. You know what I'm saying? They got families, like I say. And, and that's really how I don't really come get caught up into all the BS, though. I don't really go out. I'm not even from New uh, in the city, so I'm not going out in the city with any and everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you got to think about the position I'm in, too. Like, yep. you know, it just take one little small thing, and then it's like, Man, we I already worked too hard to get where I get to, well, to get to where I'm at, though. It's yep. just like, just to have my name in that, like, bro, mm-hmm. the league, not about to fight with, fight for me, just to stick it out. What, something happens, well, especially with, with some, a certain responsibility. Yeah, now. but the league, not for a person like me, and I just work hard. They not about to help fight for me just to prove that I'm my innocence right. for something that I didn't do anyways. Like if it was somebody else, like a, a, a Alvin Kamara, they probably have fight for him. Right. But like I just, I have an understanding of that though, so I'm not gonna put myself in that position though. Like it's cool. I done went out in college and party. I mean, I done go party with my homeboys in the league, and it was. Well, I mean, I, I could miss it in the city. Right. I'm gonna be all right. Right. Like I ain't gonna, I ain't missing nothing in the city that I ain't see already. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like nothing ain't really in New Orleans anyways. Right. For me. I feel like we ain't got nothing for me that's that strong for me. That I gotta just get over there and be like, dang, I can't miss this night yeah. to go out. Just the food. Ain't nothing amazing but the food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm straight. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Right. I, 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 yeah. I give me some red beans. I give me some balls. I'm not a drinker anyway, so I'm not tweaking. I'm not right. rushing to get across that river to go party. I'm right. straight. Like I'm put up. Right, it, it, like I said, man, it, does, it, it comes with a certain level yeah. of responsibility, man. Because at the end of the day, you know, when you when you wear that NFL jersey, and obviously your name is on the back, but yeah. everybody sees the front of the jersey first. Yeah. And when you play in this league and you play at that level, man, it comes with a certain responsibility, and you got to, like I said, you know, got to protect that shield. You got to protect that shield, but not only that, but you got to protect what you're trying to create for you and your family. Yeah. You got to protect your brand. You got to protect your brand because at the end of the day, one bad decision and all this is gone. And, you know, obviously as fans, we're going to continue watching the NFL, but you won't be in. Yeah. And your your opportunity to, to, to do something for you and your family is not, it's over. I mean, you may still get an occupation, but it ain't this. Well, it ain't what this. you've been working your whole life yeah. for and towards. What, what Meek said, you ain't, you ain't part of that 1% no more. I'm part of that 1% you, no you more. Did, you didn't win for 1%? You were, 99. And if, you, yeah. and, then, like, and if you've been cut, like, I'd have been cut. That first time I've been cut, I felt that. Like, I'd have been through four to five workouts. Like, dang, I don't know if I'm going to get signed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, part of that frustration I was saying in college was me not. Like, I didn't want to be in that percent of those guys that get a chance that was good in the SEC. And they boom, they just fade away after two or three years in the league. Or they don't even like I was trying to I was stressing and trying to stick around. Like Bumper Pool, like Bumper Pool. He coming out this year. Yeah. Bump gonna be straight though, but he just had a few surgeries though mm-hmm. on his hip though. But bump bump solid, man. We we talk about all the time making good decisions. Making good decisions. Yes. And you know, just listening to you talk, I can tell you made good decisions. You know, the report came out with Jalen Carter. Who's supposed to be a potential top five pick in the draft? You know, he got caught up with the situation with speeding with his with the teammate and the, the teammate. staff of that got killed. Man. Right. Um, Alvin Kamara in Vegas with the fight. Uh, Damon Arnett with the Raiders with, with the Raiders. The, on, on on social media with, with threatening people. Yeah. Right. Henry Ruggs speeding, yeah. killing somebody. Yeah. You know, you know, like I told Amit Robinson earlier, we make twelve hundred decisions a day. Whether you Really sit down and think about that. We make 1,200 decisions a day from the time you wake up, from the time you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And one decision can mess it all up, all up right? Why do you think that is 
that some athletes in that position that they're in can't make the good decisions consistently. Man, I think it's just, that's just how, I, I think it's they just, like I said, when you stuck up in your ways, mm-hmm. that's just how it was when you was, when you was brought up, that's how you was raised. As in, I really, you really see that though. When I'm, I meet these different type of guys in college and the league, though, and you really see like how some of them act, the ones with a lot of money, the ones they ain't got no money. Like everybody act a certain way. Right. But like everybody who from like certain places act the same way. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like it was just the way you was raised. And sometimes I be feeling like it's an accident though. Like people make real mistakes. Yep. And when yep. you're intoxicated though, man, like things just happen. Yep. So Fast. like I ain't, yep. I, ain't I ain't just gonna just put that on on people like oh it was just the way you was raised like when you intoxicated bro you know things happen that fast and even when you're not intoxicated when I'm around people who drunk I see things like things happen fast to me and I'm sober right around them so like I understand that though just I just the environment be, that's what I'm saying it just be like man I just be it just be bad you know what I'm saying when you hear stuff like that though in them type of situations for folks though because I know they don't be meaning no harm man right it's just bad place wrong place at the wrong time man. Where does that foundation come from, though? Because a lot of kids don't, especially growing up in New Orleans, you don't grow up with that mindset of it knowing started, how to make good decisions. It started in high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lamb like Lamb did a lot, though, to pull our team together, but it started, had to start our freshman year. And by the time senior year came, like, we had a real class to start with. So it was so easy for him to get extra class. So, like, it started in high school, bro, with the grades, actually showing up for practice, staying, like, being able to be to show up to practice, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop with the BS. Like, half of us had early release. Like, what you doing when you get out of school? You know what I'm saying? Like, is you going to be able to make it here? You living? But it was just crazy stuff like that because we was from Harvey, Marrero, the Villa, Lancashire, the Projects. Like, that's our team, Terrytown. Like, just being real. Like, them boys was moving, like, in, like, had to get acquainted to, like, this side of the West Bank. Correct. Like, man, that's crazy. But, like, when we kids going through that, but, like, man, we had a lot of older guys come back, too. Like, we had Daryl and them boys come show back love. Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. We had Darren. Like, Darren came from Higgins. Like, them boys was like Jay Sean, uh, Debo. Like, they class, class of 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, started it off, too. But individually, like, we had to go, you know what I'm saying, take on that leadership role ourselves, that discipline role ourselves. So, like, that's where it really started at. And then, boom, college, it just helped. And, you know, when I was at Eric D, I saw how you – and Michael Divinity, y'all was like giving uh, the old lineman, uh, uh, the, 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 the tackle. Yeah, uh, I forgot his name. Tyree, Tyree, I think. Uh, no, Carrie. Car- 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 something, something like some, that. Some, his last name. I know you all talking about. Big tall t- tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, um, like I saw y'all like giving him advice about certain situations that he's about to go through, not only in high school but when he get to college. Yeah. How important that is to you to mentor and, and give those kids that's coming up through your community that, that kind of advice so they don't make the bad decisions so you can kind of, so they can kind of go through the path that you went through. It's big though, cause I always looked at it like, even in, uh, when I was in college and guys that made it to the league come back, <clears throat> everybody talented enough to get to any level if you really put your mind to it. Like nobody could really stop you, bro. Right. So like, I see that, but to take that extra step, you need a guy to actually come back who, like, mentally stable, who have an understanding for, like, 
what's actually going on. And like most people don't get to that level, so they come, they can't come back to relate that the messages to those kids. So like the it be basic message, bro, just lock in, do the right thing, you know, this mm-hmm. and that. But like realistically, like it ain't that easy for them type of kids, them kids. Right. Like get them kids the game about how to really make it in the real world. The things that's gonna actually hurt them in college. That's and give them the tools, you know what I'm saying, that's gonna benefit them to get past that. So like that's all I was trying to tell tell them boys, but like we gotta be around to do that for them. We can't just pass basic messages like y'all stay out the way. Cause like it's hard to stay out the way, y'all chin, man. You know that though. You know that though. You feel me? So like that's that's really what that's all about, man. And that's the that's why I'll be wishing like I had a guy to come back even in college to tell us that like Man, like if you and you is gonna be an undrafted, like these are the things you gotta do because you're gonna go through this. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I done went through this. I done been in basically it was a drafted guy, late drafted, but you basically an undrafted guy because right, you drafted right. late. You're a late so, like, pick, you basically like, man, you just gotta try to go back and like give those give guys like real experiences in like the game. where to go to get them boys the game. Like you can't hold a game. Cause like I go back and tell guys, like I feel like now talent wise, Y'all have it easier to make it to the league. Like, if I made it, and it's hard for me, and I wasn't the most talented, and I'm not, like, you don't look at my frame, like, boom, he not, he going. But, like, half of y'all is. Right. So, like, I'm going to come back and give y'all the game. Like, y'all already in that 1%, though. I'm just trying to give y'all the easier lane, the actual lane, you know what I'm saying, that's going to actually lead y'all there. Right. So y'all don't get lost in the sauce, bro, because. And that's, and that's the. That's, that's all it is, though. And that's one of the things that we like to touch on on this podcast, right. because. Bro, think about how many kids that's either in high school or in college right now or might be in the league going through their, their, through yeah. their process that's going to listen to this Man. and hear some of the things you say you said today and take that with them Man, in I their process. So. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, right. you know what's crazy? I, when, when I came up, my dad um, used to bring me to the games. My first Higgins game was against Eric. And this is when they had Cardell Stewart and Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Sad thing is, they never came back to talk to the school. Reggie Wayne to go back and talk to the U. The U ain't make you. Marrero made you. You know what I'm saying? But then I just I I watch, I watch Fave come back and talk to West <clears> Jeff. <throat> I watch Daryl come back and talk yeah. to uh to 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 uh Aaron. Mm-hmm. I watch Mike come back and talk to. The, I watch Donnie come back and talk to to Carl and stuff. You know it just and so so far and so on. It's like. What you just said, and I, and what G just said, you know, is the purpose of this podcast. Yeah, you know? it's like even before we was the podcast, when we was just regular, when we was live, yeah. like somebody had to do it for Audrey. Somebody had to do it for the Tri Parish. Somebody had to do it for Kennedy Heights. Somebody had to do it for Marrero. Just like, hey, we we made we from the same hood. Yeah, we from yeah. The, you from the back ends? From Harvey. We five minutes apart. We five minutes apart. The only thing that separates us is the West Bank Expressway and the goddamn tunnel yeah. under right. the industrial canal. That's the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. the, unless you're from White Harvey now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Old Harvey. Unless you're from Dogwood and all that You know what I'm saying? But like some like somebody had to do it in a tri-parent to where like it manifests. Yeah. And and the thing is. It had to be. It has to be done genuinely. Yeah. Facts. Like it's like this is free game. Yeah. Like we, look. I might not know it, but I could put Scooter in front of you, and and Scooter can tell That's you. That's all something. it's about, though. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's all, all it's about. about. Hey, we might not know it, but we could put G in front of you, 
And hey, we might not know it, but we could put Fred in front of you and give and you something. And that's what I be trying to tell them folks too. Even when they coming up, these kids coming up in high school, like with these NIL deals, it'd be like we were just talking about that. Y'all day. boys think that just because like the further you make it with the sports, then like oh you you getting put on your family members, your friends thinking like they get put on. But I'm telling them is like the longer you in it. You know what I'm saying? The more resources you're going to get regardless. It don't matter what you're doing. They love what you're doing because you're making them money. So your friends and your family member behind you, like if y'all really trying to get to it, you and y'all want to lock in, you make sure whatever they want to do in life, that they got their foundation. Everything is legal because you don't want to start over because you're going to have no resources anyway. So as long as they good, they foundation good, right. that's where you start in. Like, they think the more money I make, like, I'm just going to get a hand, a bucket of money and hand it to you, like, go right. do what you want to do. Yeah. Right. And, like, yo, they, like, family members and friends really feel like that when the whole time, if you just have, you just got your business taken care of, which, whether you want to be a truck driver, you want to do hell, whatever you want to do, as long as you got your foundation taken care of, bro, I could point you to anybody, any resource mm-hmm. you need that's the come up, like, and that's what I'm trying to get, like, my family member and my friends, like, that's been our process to these three to four years, having that type of understanding, like, we're trying to get generation wealth, you feel me? Yep, right. We ain't trying to come up on no fast hustle, yep. because that's all we know is a fast that's hustle. That's all we know right. is Scam- right. like, yep. not, not scamming, just a fast, like, we, right. we, 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 is- we, 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 want, we want something to happen, it's like, we trying to get fast into money. it too fast, we, we wasting money, yeah, and it's yeah. just like, boom, it's good we for a couple of months. Resources. It's good a couple of months, and now we back at square we one. We don't know yep. how to, we don't know how that's to That's not how, but that, I'm telling them, yep. that's not how them people got business. Right. We trying to get business like that. Bingo. Right. We trying to get Single. Wealth that's sustained. We ain't trying to get. We ain't. We ain't trying to be hot right now. You feel me? I still like. I tell people. I still got my friend. Like all of us at every on that that class sixteen. Like we all still cool. It's eight of us. Us eight who started that though. Like we all got our different route. Like Mike yep. and Mike ain't balling no more. But Mike going into trucking. Like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. And he I'm looked like he had I'm peace doing. with it too. He had peace with that though. He had peace with that. Like he going into trucking. One one our other homie had dispatches with trucking. Like other one of them was financial stuff. Like we got all type of stuff it, flowing. There's different resources. It's different resources into that though. But like Everybody all them the boys, all like just me keep like me fighting, like trying to stand to the league is just like motivation to them boys. It's just like saying that boy come from here and could just keep sustaining and make it through that. Right. So he like it ain't no other excuse for us to do whatever we want to do in life. Right. Like that that's like that be my message. I ain't really trying to tell. I'm not forcing you to go play ball. My dog Tilo, my right hand, like best friend, our right receiver though, Tyron Williams. Mm-hmm. It took him to like he had to go take that juke around and he shut it down. Like that's not that's not how I wanted to have my ball experience. Right. Like I'm not no juke. Like I know I'm better than that, but he respect the game though. Respect the game. That's not his role. So he just put down won't be a ball, but like he working, grinded it out. He had peace with that. Yeah, that's what I try to tell folks. You falling off after you stop balling. But it's really like you you feeling embarrassed because you ain't make it. Boy, You're everybody pride. ain't gay. Everybody mm-hmm. ain't can't make it Anybody in there. can't make it in there. And then you watch I it. ain't make it. I just I just choose to stick it out, bro. Yeah. I ain't just make it, though. I just choose to That's stick pop. it out. What you just said is pop. Because for me? us, for me, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that for me, as somebody from Marrero and all that stuff, to me, you made it. Real talk For for us Because we ain't never had nobody That we knew that made it though That's what it is That you could touch though Yo yo, But your mindset saying like Look I really ain't make it I'm making it But I ain't made it And it's a difference I'm I'm a a work in progress But I ain't set yet I ain't set at all though 
And that, that's big. Like, they got to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even grown men need though. to hear that. You got to put that pride to the side, though, because you ain't going to never get to where you're going to get to because you ain't going to put that pride to the side. I can still be stuck up in my ways. Like, most people tell me, son, why you ain't never played? Boy, you let the SEC three years in tackle, like, blah, blah, blah. I been had an understanding about my size, my speed, like the politics side of why, of why they, you know what I'm saying? That's why that's negative towards me because like I had to take that understanding and add that to my game. Game, Like have a, like see like what's the problem and when I got on that field with the league, like I could see it ain't just overall like, or like I'm short and like I ain't the longest. That ain't, no, it ain't gonna just hurt me overall, but like certain plays, certain situations, like it do. So I had to add that to my game and try to find certain ways. Find certain, find certain advantages. You feel me? So you could stay. I did it in college. I did it in college. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it ain't like it me. I been put my product aside about that. Ain't that's why getting drafted was just hurtful because I felt like I did what I had to do, but I understand that situation too. That's situation. But like I been put my pride to the side, but that's all it is, man. Mike plays pride to the side, boom, got the trucking business. And like I tell him, now you could do it the right way. But it ain't it ain't just like football was a distraction. Cause you still was like trying to get into it, didn't know when you was gonna get into it, and like doing your thing with your trucking. Like I told you, you gotta just do one. Like we grown now, you man. To, you come to being an adult. Yeah. You, when you talk about becoming a pro. And a lot of us we're all attracted, especially in our youth, to yeah. entertainment. In sports, yeah. those are the two main attractions that we were trying to become pros in. But when you develop a great circle of people, they're not pros in those two directions. They ain't pros in trucking, real estate, yeah. you know, uh, uh, financial planning, uh, insurance, um, transportation. They're, they become pros in different industries, so to speak. So we all just, but we, but but when when you're coming up and you're thinking how to get out of here, yeah, those first two avenues are. Sports or entertainment. That's it. And then you don't really realize this when you become an adult or possibly potentially when you maybe go to school, when you graduate possibly, that, you man, there's, you can become a pro in so many other avenues in life. And when you get the real, your real circle of people, you start realizing, man, there's so many different industries than what you witness on television, yeah. what you witness in sports or like that. So I, it sounds like you have a great circle of people because they become pros in other industries that are just as valuable to the world, yeah. besides <clears throat> sports or entertainment. I think, and, to, and to me, too, it's, it, it goes back into, I heard G, G, G has hitting on it, but he hadn't said it like how I'm about to say it. Nobody will see your vision like you because they don't have your eyes. Right. I can, I, I'm, I, I can see G right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I know what G does, I know what G and G sport, I know what it's all about. But I don't see the vision that G has for G Sports, right? Because Thanks. I'm looking like as his brother, as his as his boy, as his friend. I'm a yeah, I'm a push of support, but I'm I'm pushing from behind because I can't see what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. Can't see what he's I can just support it, and that's what you know. That's what it is. You and I and I think too. Why a lot of people be embarrassed and they get down on it? So it's because of social media. You you see yeah. your peers like somebody you played against in high school, somebody you played against yeah. in college, or a teammate, or crazy, somebody from your man. neighborhood. You see them like it's doing their thing. And you was better and it's than like him. you like. Man, I know I'm better than him. But people forgetting, I I had to tell my homeboy like probably 25. I was like when we was in high school, bro. Think about our cousins, people we seen at 25. They said they ain't have nothing. Right. And they were still living with their parents. I'm like, not people trying to make that seem like that's an embarrassment because you living with your parents, but the whole time y'all forgetting 
ain't nobody had no real foundation. Yep. Like everybody starts from you say you gotta start from scratch yourself. Yep. Like we ain't had no money for my parents just to put us in college. Right, like right. what are you talking right. about? Like you have to go get an Like you gotta go get scholarships. So it's just like People get on social media and I feel like they forget that stuff, man. No but, doubt, no doubt. Like, no you doubt. can't feed into that, man. Because they want to front. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Remember they're not living you, in that timeline yeah, no more. So they naturally you, forgot what it is like because they're not living in that they're not living in that time. Yeah. All of like to, to use the word that you've been using all, all podcasts, they forgot their foundation. They forgot yep. the foundation. Yeah. They didn't put. Oh, they they never didn't. Had they, one they, didn't they didn't. They didn't. Well, they they had it, but they didn't let the. They didn't let the house and yeah. all that stuff. They they didn't let it obscure that. And then like a storm that came yeah. and knocked it down. And then they, now they're looking at the concrete again. Like man, what's that? Well, shit, that's how you got here. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you got here. But everybody problems. Social media causing the problems, man. Oh no. Social oh, no. media, man. I don't, I don't know if you remember Scooter Man, but on signing day when I when I drove down here to to come interview you, that's what like my. I think that's when I first started G Sports. Yeah, and I drove to Eric and I interviewed you right there by the by the uh, by the locker room outside. We was outside the football locker room, yeah, or basketball on signing day. I remember we was outside. Yeah, yeah, um, but just to see how you how you've elevated as a man from then to now and how we stay in contact, bro. And like, you can't put a price on when you see a young man grow like you've been growing, dog. Like it's. Like, I can't even explain to you the feeling I get inside, especially when you talk about a black man with the, with the kind of mindset you got, because that's rare in today's society. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a testament to, like, we've been talking about, the circle you got around you, you know, your parents, um, you know, Coach Lambert, like you talked about in high school, because that was a part of your foundation. Yeah. And uh, I knew back then when I interviewed you that first time, I said, if football don't work out, because I've interviewed a lot of kids, I've, I've built a relationship with a lot of kids, and... Just to be honest, you could tell, like, man, if, if football don't work, woo, it's going to be tough for him. I knew you was going to be successful in life no matter what, just because how you carried yourself as a person, bro. So, like, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Like, that, that, is, that is what society needs to see, a successful black man like yourself with the kind of head you got on your shoulder and the mindset you got, bro. Yeah. Like, for real, that, that goes a long, long way in my book. Yeah. I'll be saying, bro, we got it, though. Folks don't understand it's a lot of people on the West Bank that could be, I ain't going to say just in my shoes, like, I'd be a hypocrite. I'd be like, it's yeah. this easy. But, like, there's a lot of people on the West Bank that could be talented, man. They could get whatever they want out there. Like I said, you just got to change our ways, though. But we just, you got to get out there and ex experience things, though. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We stuck here, like, in a real shell. Like, when we get out in different states, like, everything, we, we different from a lot of people, man. Yeah. Like, we real outsiders from a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, I, we, we unique. We unique in our own way, for real. So like, when you you just got to get out there, man, and get that get that different type of experience with people, man. And I feel like once people get that, because people gradually fall in love with anybody from New Orleans, just being real. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anywhere I ever been, like I never had a problem communicating with anybody, man. They won't help me out, this and that, though. Like they not even scared, like how I look. The tattoos don't matter. Like the accent just catch them, right. and it's just like a, believe that you. That's what heard I'm saying. This. And he just gone. <laughs> we just gone with it, heard? though. But it's just like the, the the tradition and the history of New Orleans, bro. Like everybody who ever made it, though, is always some positive people 
have about a New Orleans person. Like, oh, I always met a New Orleans person, and they were so trustworthy, so genuine. We did this and that, though. Like, that's the type of, you know what I'm saying, background, the type of feeling, like, people got with us. Don't leave that car, don't, don't leave that car right at the gas station. Nah, 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 nah. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about when I meet people out of state, though. Right. Like, when I be in Texas or anywhere else, like, they didn't already ran into somebody from New Orleans, I'm saying. Though. Gotcha. And then I just yeah. be like, man, they get people down now. That's yeah. why they don't have a problem helping us. Just don't go to the east. Just don't go, yeah, I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got none of that over there. <laughs> I do want to ask you one more uh, football-related question before we get ready to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, being a Mike linebacker, how has that helped you? As Because you got to be a communicator. You got to be the ultimate. You got to over-communicate yeah. when you're playing Mike. How has that helped you in life? This I am, I'm not a big communicator anyway. I communicate anyways, though. So football in general, like at each, at each stage in college and on every team, mm -hmm. the communication is just different. Like the more verbiage, the terminology get harder, the more I got to speak too. So like that just helped me in life in general, man. Just making sure I got that type of bass, the tone in my voice, speaking mm -hmm. loud, speaking with confidence to people. You know what I'm saying? So as a man, like that's the only way my uh, teammates is going to respect me. And I got to give them the call because I'm putting them in a position. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And it's just like... The more film I watch, the more, the, the better my uh, understanding is for the game to where I can just put folks in position before stuff happens. Because you like, got to make sure everybody lined up right. Like, that would be even better for guys, and, like, guys will buy into you more, too. So all that will play a big factor into, you know what I'm saying, my outside you know, world and where I've been communicating. Like I said, though, bro, I was, communication was hard for me. Right. Starting off, though, like, I'm looking down, talking soft. But, like, now, though, as a man, though, like, I'm, I'm speaking how I'm supposed to communicate, how I'm supposed to feeling good on the field. You know what I'm saying? As a Mike linebacker now, like a true Mike. So I'm gonna have to see you that video when I interviewed <laughs> you on Sunday. That you definitely was looking down to the ground. I was looking at the ground, dog. <laughs> when I was interviewing you, dog, like for real. Ground, That's why I'm saying you came a long way. Like, your growth has been something serious. Yeah, I went you know? to school for communications, though. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Man. To end the podcast, we gotta do Scooter's favorite. Here we go. Here we go. This is how we gonna end it. Favorite. NFL player of all time. Favorite NFL player of all time. Uh, I got to go with Reggie Bush. Good one. Good one. I've always been a Reggie Bush fan, though. Okay. Smart go man. Bush. Smart man. Since I, know you, since I knew you since your hooping days with Louisiana Heat, mm -hmm. favorite NBA player of all time. LeBron James. Damn, yeah, talking about LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Hell yeah. Okay. Damn. Okay. Favorite sneaker all time. Favorite sneaker. I ain't gonna lie. I really only cop Jordan ones. For real. Ones are elevens. That's the most like as a collection. Yeah. That's the most uh, shoes I got. Okay. Ones are elevens. Sleep, man. Thirteen. I got three. Now, when I was young, no, I kept the thirteens for sure. Thirteens yeah, best thing, bro. Nah, ones are elevens. I've been rocking the fools lately. I ain't gonna lie. I've been rocking the fools lately. I rock, I rock okay. slippers. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk, though. Real talk, though. Yeah, I, 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 I rock slippers. Hey, hey, if it wasn't a dress code, I'll be flip-flopped out. Right. Right. Oh, right. right. uh, Favorite rapper all time? Ooh. Uh, Wayne. I'm that's, rocking with Wayne. That's what you bumping in the headphones before the game? I'm bumping Wayne, though. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. I'm bumping young boy. All right. But I, I, I'm bumping Wayne for sure. Gotcha. Favorite Ooh. rapper all time. Gonna go with Wayne. Gotcha. Favorite movie all time? American Gangster. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good you got one. block. Frank, Frank Lucas. Denzel. Frank Lucas. 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 Frank Lucas
telling you. I don't care if you call that bitch blue dog shit. The smoothest role in that movie, though, he was talking to his brother. He was sitting down at the cafe, bro. When he seen uh, Idris Elba, he's like, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, God, no. he just got up. <laughs> just got up. Okay. Smoking, so, so what was put it in the jaw. Uh, get, yeah, back, get back. Man. So what was talking about? So what was you saying? Bro, what? Some boy was just looking like. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, what they like? Bro, they like. was like, I didn't yeah. know you was like that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. he changed. Bro, they yeah. like, bro. That's Real the talk. coolest scene in that movie. Real that was talk. like, my mouth dropped. I was like. Favorite, ta- favorite tattoo? Put you on the spot. Look at G started looking at him. Mm. <laughs> that boy got eye chin on his arm, you heard? You feel me? I, I do though. That was really a uh, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn, I'm be, I'm torn my damn so. I ain't, I ain't you got you, you you by default you gotta say your kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, by default, you got yeah, yeah, my daughter, you know what I'm saying? But the elevate, bro, like elevate. That's like that's like my staple. I do like, you know what I'm saying? You were, you watch Ozarks? Yeah. Yeah. I like this little casino sleeve I got though. Yeah. That was that was that that, 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 that you got it, bro. Yeah, huh? Not from Ozark, yeah. I was just in that casino though. Poker chips with dice, all that dude. Got the I ten, like yeah. All right. That's probably the favorite, my favorite. Too. Toughest player you ever went against on any level. <sighs> Man, you did play in the SEC. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think folks really understand. I could go position wise. It don't matter. Yeah, don't matter. I, I don't have just the toughest player. I got about positions. Like go ahead, okay, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. Running back probably gonna have to be Leonard though, cause my uh, I played him. Yeah, my first year out. So that's when he was early at LSU. He was first. He was a junior. He was he a freshman. Was a junior. Yeah, he was man. So he probably was Leonard that running back. That boy Judy was different that receiver. Yep. Son. Yep. <laughs> but look, Calvin Ridley was. Yeah. yeah. Yes. People forget about him. Yes. They forget because he been out of the league. Too I heard him two years. I well, heard he, he him run Jacksonville. A, yeah. I heard him run the, I'm, I hit his feet on a double post and the IDB getting beat. Nigga saying, "Oh, sh-. like he different, bro. He different. Yeah. He's his, different. His, his route running ability was <clears throat> his, like, yeah, it's crazy. Whoa, yeah. that was crazy though. And he not the biggest. No, he ain't the biggest. at all though. Yeah. Nah, he was he was for sure different that receiver though. Him and Judy was different. And Leonard that running back, uh, quarterback though. I don't know. Because, like, I mean, Joe B, it was like, he ain't really had to do nothing special against us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, people, I'll tell people that, like, Joe B, just line up and throw the ball. Right. It yeah. wasn't really had, nothing. Had, Especially had, in college, though. Yeah, he for, like, into, like, the playoffs. Yeah. He really, like, showed who Joe B was, though. Right. But mm, I feel like that was it, though, son. Okay, okay. I ain't talking if about you, really If now. you wasn't playing football, what would school the Harris be doing? Uh, I had to been some with the community though. Like, if I ain't, I, I probably would have tried to get into like being like a little trainer or something at first. But I probably would have faded away to coaching. If I was back at home too, just something quick to get into them, just to mm-hmm. stay around the sport though, right. with the kids though. But that's probably it though. Gotcha, gotcha. Doing, bro. My dog Dijon Scooter Harris, man, nah. been trying to get you on the Fanview podcast, bro. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out your busy schedule since you've been down here. Yeah. Got to get you back on in the near future. Facts, facts, um, facts. You know, make sure y'all share, subscribe, nah. like, tell a friend to tell a friend, man. We got we got more content coming for you guys. Yep, that's a fact. This is G Sports and nah. that boy Fred, and this is the the Higgins Hurricane, <laughs> the Pod Hawks. Flooded, man. <laughs> 
Back of Ames. MLK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we slaughtered y'all. Man, crazy. Paul ain't never beat us, man. Oh. But Paul, hey, Paul beat y'all, man. Paul ain't never beat me. Oh. I won hey, championships hey, on Paul hey, Field. Hey, that's how I feel about MLK and I, Eric. I won championships on that's, Paul Field. That's how I feel about MLK and Eric. Eric, oh, Eric, Eric beat me one, <laughs> one time. Well, y'all have, they had Brandon Savage. That was Mm. You lost though up. I ain't never lose to Higgins I fought yeah. You yeah. lost yeah. Okay. I ain't never lost to MLK I didn't either mm. I Anything I ain't, look, I ain't look, do none of JPRD ran the thing Alright <laughs> Y'all speaking a different language from me man I'm trying to Paris man I'm out there in the country country Man I ain't even get to play bitty with them boys though For real? Yeah I used to stay in trouble so was, For real like <laughs> Folks don't even know. That's why I made it though. Like I already was in trouble though, so I already knew what it was. I already had sports taken away from me. <laughs> At the, like the crucial points of like the the season of like my career, like the time. Right. Like I'd be like on the road going to the championships, getting kicked out of team. Damn. Like pulled out of school for grades type stuff. Like I already been through that. Like when I get to college, man, I'm not wasting my time doing that. Right. Like, over with, man. Been not done and that. They took my yellow and black ball from me, bro. Man, <laughs> took everything from me, though, for real though. Like, I used to love Benny. Man, love that. Do y'all play part? Yeah, I, go, I, I play Benny and Kenny Hyde. Shut part down, man. Another episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> In the books, man. Make sure y'all subscribe, man. Make sure like, subscribe. share. Yeah, y'all y'all already know it is the Fan View Podcast. Listen, like, subscribe, share, comment, tell a friend, tell a friend. Y'all already know what it is. More content coming. Fanview Podcast. And be on the lookout for our new TikTok page. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. It is. It's coming.